Welcome to The Real Talk with Tanya Sakowitz podcast, where we help parents and caregivers gain knowledge to increase their confidence and their success in caring for young children. We will cover topics like feeding your baby, getting your baby and you some much needed sleep, and pretty much anything else that has to do with caring for babies and their families after birth. Society sets parents up to fail, and we are here to change that. You can also find full video versions of each episode on our YouTube channel, Newborn Care Solutions. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening and welcome to Real Talk, where every Sunday night we offer insight, education, and resources to in-home caregivers and those affected in their world. These are the children, the parents, the extended family, and everyone who loves them. And our goal is to offer real-life topics and learning through discussing real issues and offering real solutions. And tonight, I'm excited to welcome back a guest that we've had before, Jody Congdon. Welcome, Jody. Thank you. Jody is the founder and owner of Hip to Heart, a birth and postpartum doula agency in the Boston area. You could say that Jody is obsessed with all things birth, parenting, and babies. And I would say my experience in dealing with Jody, that's absolutely true. It is true. <laughs> yeah. And we love that because, of course, that falls into that same category for me. She loves to learn and to strive for expertise in her field. She is a trained labor doula and childbirth ed- educator, as well as a certified lactation educator and postpartum doula. She's also a member of the Kappa faculty as the postpartum doula and lactation education trainer for the New England area. In addition to training doulas, she helps train birth professionals, create a strategy to grow their business and a plan for implementation. And boy, does she. I have seen some of the stuff that she does, and it is fantastic. So tonight, we're going to kind of dig dig into one aspect of that. Um, And we're going to discuss the importance of lactation support in our industry. But Jody, can you tell us first, before we get started, tell us something either fun about yourself or fun about why you got into this industry, anything you want to share? Um, Fun about myself. I don't know how fun this really is, but um, in a little over a week, I have um, someone going into high school and someone going into kindergarten. Oh, wow. (laughs) And someone starting preschool, but I feel like the kindergarten and the high school are like two biggies. So I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm anxious. I'm all the things. Right. Um, Yeah. So, um, but my, on that topic, my older one is sort of what sparked my interest in all of this. And, um, you know, I talk about this a lot when I'm talking about sort of my journey, but I was the first one of all my friends to get pregnant, have a baby, um, breastfeed, all the things. So, I just had little, you know, support. Um, My mother passed away when I was younger. So, you know, I knew going into it, I wouldn't have that support, but I I realized very quickly that, you know, my friends just weren't in that place and I, everything was trial and error and I came out of it, you know, fine, but I was like, there has to be a better way. Like there has to be, like I had VNA come, you know, I left the hospital a little bit early. So VNA comes and I'm like, this is not helpful. Like I, I, I thought someone was going to come and want to like, you know, hear about my feelings and my experiences. And, you know, it was blood pressure and like just the normal clinical stuff. So I was like, there has to be someone who comes to your house and, you know, says, this is a great place to feed, you know, 
shower first and then feed, you know, just sort of like going through, like letting me shadow them, you know, around my own space. Um, Because organization, I think in the time management piece was the hardest for me. It wasn't, you know, the, the like latch in position. I figured that out. And um, it was like, how do you get up and get out of the house and not have to change 52 diapers? And like, how do you find time in the day to shower and feed yourself? I mean, I don't know. I, I found that to be difficult. So I just Googled and found a training and flew to North Carolina and got laid off from my corporate job all at the same time. So I'm like, all right, this is like this is the perfect storm to start a business. And I did. Yeah. yeah. And 14 amazing. years later, here we are. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing the different things that draw us into this journey of working with families and supporting them. And I always love hearing people's stories. I couldn't believe, especially like the, the lactation piece lacked so much. Um, you know, there really were no groups and no, I didn't, I didn't really look into prenatal classes cause I didn't really think, I didn't know that was a thing when I was pregnant, but, um, there was just nothing when the baby was here. Like, I felt like there was nowhere to reach. There was no resources. There was no groups. Um, and so I felt like that was like a, a really big challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't know just about night feeding and weaning and pumping and all the things that, you know, you sort of need someone to give you some information about and sort of just like, you know, the hows and whys and where's and, you know, and I just didn't have that. And, um, I feel like that was just a lot of time and trial and error and probably a lot of mistakes and, um, you know, going back to work and pumping and just not knowing, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. I, my son was delivered on the weekend and at the time lactation consultants were bankers yes. hours at the yes, hospital. Yes, we talked about this. Yeah. Friday baby. And it was Monday through Friday, seven to three. And I'm like, well, it's now Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and I'm gone. So I didn't get to see anybody. Right, right. Yeah, I had the yeah. same experience. And and then to have somebody to, or to get support at that point was outrageously expensive and not covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I didn't understand the value of it because what, what I viewed as outrageously expensive now I would view as well worth every dime, you know, yeah. what, you know, the, the, the paradigm shift is huge. And yep. ultimately we did not have a successful relationship. Um, and I stopped completely even pumping by six weeks mm-hmm. with my son because it was so, so difficult. And of course, now I know that he had oral ties and a bad latch and, but I had no experience. No idea. No experience with that, because even though I'd worked in the birth industry um, for a significant amount of time by the time he was born, um, my clients up to that point had all uh, used formula. Mm -hmm. And so it was something that was completely foreign to me. It's a whole different animal now. Um, But nevertheless, um, I want to talk to you tonight, kind of specifically around this. So this is actually a really great introduction to this. Um, I want to talk to you about those of us who work in the birth world, those of us who are providing support to our clients as doulas, as NCS, as nannies, and maybe even a bit to the parent audience as well, but kind of how lactation education can be such a game changer. so I want to talk about that, but I, before we hop into that, this was something you and I talked about. I want to talk about inclusivity and mm-hmm. inclusive language, both with our clients and in trainings, things mm-hmm. like that. This has become something 
let's be honest, it's probably something that should have come into the education and the birth world sooner. Mm -hmm. It didn't, but it doesn't change the fact it is there now and utilizing inclusive language for students, for parents, um, for our clients. It's a huge factor. So Mm -hmm. talk to me about that for a minute and kind of how you have implemented that, what you see as important, how you address it. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge thing that I've, you know, in the last year made it a point to add to all of my trainings, um, you know, talking about pronouns, even in registration, um, even when we have a, a new client, you know, sort of um, we do their initial intake, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm getting the pronouns right. Um, and, you know, words like mom or birth parent, you know, they're ultimately, you know, we're meaning the same thing, but it matters to someone how they identify themselves or, or what, you know, they want to be referred to. And, you know, we talked about breastfeeding and chest feeding. It's, you know, saying the word chest feeding is not taking away something from someone who identifies as someone who breastfeeds, but it's just making sure that we're including everyone else who doesn't identify with those words. Um, not everyone who has a baby, you know, identifies as a mom or a mother and, and that's okay. They can be a parent or a birth parent. They can be you know, refer to as anything they want. But I just want to make sure that, you know, when I'm training doulas and other lactation educators that they're aware of the fact that inclusivity, you know, really is, it should be like a top priority now when we're talking to a broad audience, um, making sure that we're not leaving out anyone. And also that, you know, when we are with our specific clients, making sure that we know what they prefer. Um, and again, you know, just highlighting that, you know, because one person prefers chest feeding, that doesn't mean we have to always use it for everyone. You know, we, you know, we tailor our curriculum, you know, when we're teaching a specific group, um, you know, so we can tailor our language when we are working with, you know, different clients. So I feel like that it's, it's such a hot discussion. Now I see so many arguments in, um, birth professional groups and doula groups and moms groups and parenting groups. And everyone always has something to say. And there's always someone who, you know, brings up, well, I think it's, you know, ridiculous because, you know, milk comes from a breast and this, that, and the other, and that's fine. Like anatomically, uh, we understand that, but that's not comfortable for some people. So, you know, you have to make sure that everyone feels included, but that's not taking away again. The fact that someone refers to this as a breast, um, everyone's different. Everyone deserves like the same respect, you know, when we're talking about it or teaching about it. Um, and, and I think that, yeah, people don't talk about that enough. Um, you know, even saying women or ladies and assuming everyone in our group, you know, identifies as a woman or a lady. Don't assume that. Right. You know, say, hey, everyone. Hey, y'all, whatever you want to say, but make sure that you are not leaving anybody out. Um, and, you know, when I do have a group of doulas where everyone I, uses the same pronouns, then I'll repeatedly use those pronouns. Um, but if not, then, you know, I make sure that I'm, I'm speaking to everyone and everyone feels comfortable. So <laughs> definitely, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's really important. Yeah, I see. I would say I see a lot of those same arguments. And I guess I have taken the stance. I don't always get it perfect. Mm-hmm. because I got years, years and years of language to correct. Yep. But my heart is in the right place. My efforts are in the right place. And at the end of the day, 
I would rather focus on being respectful mm-hmm. and kind to everyone than worrying about taking a stand or having an argument about, right. you know, it should be this or whatever. It just, to me, that's the broader, that's the greater mm-hmm. good is to be respectful and, and inclusive right. and make people and, feel welcome and wanted. You know, even if you don't identify the same way or if you don't agree or whatever, it's not, it's not about me. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's about the person that I'm teaching or the, the family that I'm taking care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about them. So that's, you know, that's my sole purpose is to, I, you know, educate, support, care for in the best way that I can. And, you know, if that means, you know, referring to someone as a, a parent or, you know, a, a partner versus a, a husband or a wife or whatever, that it, that takes little to no effort on my part. And that really is a, a huge deal usually to the other person. So um, always have to be just respectful and, you know, prioritize that. Yeah. The respect is the huge aspect to me for sure. So in relation to this whole topic and lactation, how do you feel that this education can benefit doulas and NCS? Because the reality is you and I both know that both doula training and NCS training done well do address this topic, but they don't address it in depth because they can't. There's only so much time. There's only so many hours. So they address it to the best of their ability. So if I'm an NCS or I'm a doula, tell me, why is it important? Why is this beneficial to me to get more lactation education? Um, I'll say probably somewhere in the 90th percent, I would say higher than 90, um, you know, 95% of our clients, you know, desire um, breastfeeding. And a lot of them will ask, you know, is the doula, is the NCS, you know, will they be able to help me? And, you know, the answer is yes, if it is, you know, latch and position and something simple, but, you know, if they're, there, there's so much more. I think there's the mental health aspect. There's the time management aspect. There's, you know, a lot more that goes into a successful breastfeeding journey. And I'm finding that, you know, pregnancy plays a big part in it and labor and delivery and, you know, time spent in the hospital. If you have your baby in the hospital, sort of what those nurses are, are telling you and teaching you. And, you know, I feel like as a lactation educator, I need to be aware of all of those things because even if latch is great, position is great, all that stuff, the actual breastfeeding is going great. It might not be working for the parent. Um, and we want to make sure that the entire thing always feels comfortable for them. And I don't want to say it feels easy, but it feels doable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes we have to say to clients, you know what? I honestly don't think breastfeeding is the best choice for you. And it could be a mental health thing. Um, we've had clients that lack of sleep is what really unravels them. And, you know, we want them to be on their A game. We prioritize the parent. Um, And sometimes you have to say to someone, I just don't think this is the best, you know, thing for you. Um, And if you don't know enough about the mental health piece, you know, and you're just looking at, oh, the latch is great, the position is great, you know, I don't know why this isn't working. Um, Sometimes you have to dig a little deeper. And I think taking some extra lactation education, extra courses, you know, that teach you about that um, really makes a difference. And, you know, even, you know, the, I teach the, the lactation educator training and, you know, we talk about 
cultural barriers. We talk about racial barriers to breastfeeding and it ties into the mental health piece. Um, it's not always about the actual logistics of breastfeeding. Um, and it's really important to know all of those things and especially about your client. You know, I do a huge intake before I want to know, you know, all the details about them so I can really tailor, um, you know, my care for them and take it past just, oh, everything looks great. I don't understand why breastfeeding is not working. Um, you know, partner support, community support, having lots of resources. I, I think I also teach the postpartum doula training and I, I try, like you said, in that training to, to really go into that, but there's just not enough time. So we get into latch positions, problems and solutions, you know, things like um, plug docs and mastitis, but you can't really dig any deeper. So, you know, an additional 24 hours of just the lactation piece and it goes into anatomy and physiology. It goes into hormones. I mean, it goes into a lot of the things that just aren't surface topics for, for, you know, lactation. So I think that's really important. And I actually do utilize that information with most of my clients, mm -hmm. um, especially if they had a birth that was traumatic or they had a really terrible experience with breastfeeding, you know, a previous child. And now they're sort of taking that with them to this one and there's some anxiety and um, it's not always just straightforward, you know, sit down, find a comfy chair where your, you know, arms and back are supported and mouth open. I mean, it's not always like as easy as that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something I think that is really missing if you don't take your lactation education a step further. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, I would say also, I heartily agree with you that I am hearing from the great majority of agencies across the country that we interact with, that lactation is right up there with training about babies and, and newborns in the postpartum period. Clients are asking for it. Yep. Um, All of our clients are asking for it too. Yeah. So that's one of my best marketing things. I think I think my best marketing thing is the fact that I train all of our postpartum doulas. So I think people just really feel like this sense of trust when I say that. But the next thing that, you know, is a, a marketing thing for me and um, that makes people feel, you know, solid about their decision to use us is that everyone has additional lactation training, whether it's my 24 hour course, whether it's the 45 hour CLC course. Um, and that doesn't just, you know, that that support doesn't just happen when they're physically with that family. There's FaceTime, there's text. I mean, there's so many other ways that we continue that support when we're not with them. And that's huge. And, and I always make sure they know that, you know, of course, when we're with you, we'll support you, but feeding is 24 hours. So, um, you know, if you need something in the time that we're not there, then we are definitely, you know, available to, to make sure that things continue to stay successful. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I think just makes people feel so comfortable and really just is the extra thing that they are like, yep, you know, we definitely want to work with you. Um, because that's, you know, things are great when the doula is there, or the NCS is there and sometimes unravel when we're not, but just knowing that you have access to us, even when we're not there, um, mm -hmm. you know, is, is I think really important and that's a big deal. Right. I agree. So let's take a little bit of that plus your business thing and let's address for a minute. So I'm an NCS. I've taken some lactation training I, and I've taken a postpartum doula training. So I've got a well-rounded background here. Mm -hmm. How can I share 
appropriately? Or how can I share that in a way as I'm trying to market to clients that makes that beneficial? Um, you know, again, just being a well-rounded caretaker and not having to use outside resources. Um, and it makes you, you know, I don't know if I love the word like one-stop shop, but mm-hmm. it makes you just that, that one call, that one person that, you know, is caring for your family that knows everything about you guys, knows where everything is. Um, you know, other family members get to know you, you know, it, so you don't want to have other people. And especially now, you know, in, in COVID times, the least amount of people that are like coming, you know, in your home, um, the better. So having one person that is doing all the caring in, you know, parent care, newborn care, lactation, um, you know, anything in nutrition, you, whatever our expertise, you know, is, um, you know, we can do all of it and right. family love that. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's, it's absolutely okay. One, one person asked me just last week, they said, so I have this additional training, but I don't want to look like I'm bragging. And I was like, no, marketing is when you're supposed to brag on yourself. yourself. <laughs> as long as it's truth, it's yep. not bragging. Right. So, you know, you're highlighting, you're highlighting your capabilities. I mean, you know, we put a lot of blood, sweat and tears and dollars into training and just education and networking. I mean, all of these things that help us create our business, which for most of us, I mean, if not all of us, it's your business is yourself, right? Mm -hmm. We're not like Coca-Cola where we have, a, you know, all around the world. I mean, hip to heart essentially is, I mean, it's bigger now, I guess it's, you know, me and my team, but it really is just me. There's no, like nothing exists separately from, you know, so you're, putting yourself up on this pedestal and saying, Hey, you know, wow, look at all the things I've done in my business that are going to be helpful for, you know, you and your family. It seems silly not to do that. Right. I mean, there's a lot of doulas out there, a lot of NCS out there. I mean, and you have to set yourself apart, um, Mm -hmm. in a way that obviously is complementary to, you know, the, the business, but, um, you're not bragging. You're just, talking about, you know, what you can do for these clients and that's what they need. That's what they want. That's social media is huge for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're highlighting your own journey, you're highlighting your education, your tips and tricks and videos and all these things. And it's almost like, you know, clients still ask for, um, you know, references and things like that, but they look at your social, they want to know what you're doing, what information you're giving, you know, who's following you, who's commenting. And that's like, you know, I call it like, it's like a billboard. It's like, you know, an old school billboard. Now you don't have to pay for that. You're on social media. People right. see you repeatedly and they get to know you and they feel they almost like they know you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want to know that your, your stuff is current and up to date and correct. And, um, your personality shows too. So, I mean, all you have to, you have to get out there and you have to highlight all the things that you have going on. Um, because everyone has stuff going on. You just want yours to be, you know, more unique and funnier and better and more, you know, in depth. Um, yeah, that's it. it, You have to not brag. You have to highlight, call it highlighting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you've mentioned a couple of terms here. Um, you've mentioned CLE and CLC. Um, I would like for you to kind of tell us the difference between those Mm -hmm. two versus an IBCLC. Uh, and then kind of if our audience is going, so 
I think I might want to do this or wow, I need to do this. Kind of what they should look for. So the CLE and CLC courses are both stepping stones to IBCLC. An IBCLC is an internationally board certified lactation consultant. Um, and they are able to do more, you know, clinical assessing. Um, I don't ever put my hands, you know, on a client's body in a baby's mouth. Uh, it, it really, my job is to do more of the educating and the supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't diagnose anything. So that is out of a CLC and CLE's scope of practice. Um, IBCLC is way more in depth. Um, you need, it, it, it's, it's so confusing, I think, to, to try to tell someone. Um, you need either, I think, 300, 500, or 1,000 hours of, um, you know, observing uh, an IBCLC, another one, um, you know, with patients. You need 90 hours of classroom time. Um, and I think that has to be within, I'm going to say, three years of taking the exam. And I think, you know, the number of hours you observe depends on what you're doing currently. Um, Are you just starting? Obviously, that would be a lot more hours. Have you been, you know, working with clients thus far? Um, What classes you've taken? What science courses you've taken at a college level? Um, CLC and CLE are a lot, um, you know, easier to take and work with clients right away, especially if you have no interest in doing any of the, you know, diagnosing and assessing, um, which I don't. Um, I love the mental and emotional piece of, you know, all of this. I actually started nursing school um, and very quickly realized that I didn't want anything to do with the clinical stuff. I loved the connection. I loved the emotional piece. I loved the relationship piece. And that just wasn't part of like, you know, the curriculum in nursing school. so I just took a different direction, but, um, and that's what the CLE and CLC is. It's, you know, the anatomy and physiology, the logistics, the emotional and mental piece. Um, you can, you know, see clients one-on-one, you can teach classes, you can use it to work with your current clients. Um, and I find for most of our clients, it's more than sufficient unless there are oral ties, um, that, you know, I goes right to an IBCLC. Um, if things are happening that, you know, if there's engorgement and it's not getting any better with all of the tools that I have, you know, in my pocket, um, those all go to an IBCLC because that tends to be something that needs more of an assessment. It, it's more, you know, clinical and um, that's, that's out of my scope. Mm-hmm. Um, the CLC training certified lactation counselor, um, that's a 45 hour training. I think I, I did that, um, you know, years ago when it was in person, I think it's virtual now, um, the CLE training, um, and that is specifically with Kappa that's certified lactation educator. That's a 24 hour training. And that includes the educator piece. So it includes building curriculum and teaching an adult audience. Um, which is a lot different than, you know, we have a lot of people who come from early education. And so teaching adults is a little bit different. Um, But what I love about that is, you know, when you get that building curriculum piece, it's not just, you know, let me get in front of, you know, 10 couples and teach, you know, a a lactation class or, or breastfeeding class. You can build virtual classes, digital courses, and 
Um, I love, I mean, I love when people get into the digital space because that's where we're at. That's where we are right now. And I think COVID, you know, pushed us faster than we would have, you know, um, gone into that space before. But, you know, I have tons of clients who love getting into bed at 10 o'clock at night, you know, watching breastfeeding classes, watching newborn care. Like they don't want to sit with me at 630 at night when they've worked all day and they're tired and they're hungry. Um, they want to do it on their own time. They want to watch, you know, 25 minutes every night for a week. They want to be able to go back to it when the baby's home and say, okay, this is the part about, you know, swaddling or, or this is the part about latch and position or whatever that like, I couldn't remember. Um, and it's also passive income. You know, it takes time and effort and money to create it one time. And then, you know, we do edits and updates and things like that, but people buy it and you don't have to put any time and effort into it. So, you know, besides the fact that our clients love it because it's so easy for them to gain access to all this information, you know, at their own pace, as a, a business owner, I love it for all of my doulas and lactation educators because they're busy with clients and, you know, they're only making the money that they're, you know, working for every hour. And there's only 24 hours in a day and you only have two hands. And so there's a glass ceiling and what their capabilities are unless they introduce things like digital courses. And then it is a, a second stream of income for them that they don't have to spend, you know, the time working for. And it's a wonderful enhancement. It allows people to go on vacation, you know, whereas they wouldn't be getting paid, they'd be losing a week. Now they can go on vacation and potentially, you know, continue to make revenue. Mm -hmm. um, and now they can also teach to the rest of the country and the world. They don't have to only stay local when they were doing live. So uh, there's so many, so many benefits to creating curriculum, you know, making courses for parents, for professionals. I mean, whoever you want to talk to, whoever you want to teach, you can make a course for them. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you and I both know there's more to the marketing and promotion side, but that's a topic for a different day. Well worth it though. Well worth it to expand your marketing, you know, horizons. Absolutely. And so if somebody says, I'm doing this, um, is there a way, like, should they talk to different instructors? Is there ways for them to see what curriculum different things offer? How do they find yeah. right for them? I always say, email the instructor, see if you can, you know, hop on Zoom for 10 or 15 minutes and say, you know, uh, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to get out of this. You know, does this sound like something your course is going to provide? Um, I get that all the time. And, you know, I either email back and forth or hop on Zoom and say, you know, this is what the course is. This is what you can come out of it doing. Um, and most of the time it fits what they're looking for. Sometimes it doesn't. And I'll steer them in a different direction. I know. Right you know, tons of people who teach tons of different lactation courses. Um, but I will say probably 75% of the doulas that I train take the lactation as well. Um, mm -hmm. Not only to, you know, be able to market themselves, you know, in a different light, but also because they want to just care for their clients, you know, in a more in-depth way right. um, and be that person who sort of is able to answer all the questions and they don't need to, you know, seek outside help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We are almost out of time in all this talk about lactation and, and the education around it, which is a huge component. Um, is there anything else before we wrap up that you'd love to share with our audience? Uh, and I think just naturally, you know, I have some live courses coming up, some, you know, virtual courses coming up. It's, it's 
easier now. Um, you know, before I was doing just New England, now, you know, all over the country. Um, but it is, it's three days. Um, and I've never had someone, you know, come out of the three days and say, oh, I really didn't learn that much. Or I don't think this is going to be helpful. I mean, people are just so jazzed to get up and get going. Mm-hmm. It is like just such a catalyst to, you know, get your business going a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It can make such a big difference. So as much as I could sit and talk to you all day <laughs> and all evening, um, and probably well into the night, because you and I are both oftentimes up at yeah. night, <laughs> um, I want to say thanks for joining us on Real Talk, Jody. It's always fun to have you on. Love being here. It's always good to learn from you. So thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. All right. And thank you for joining us. If you have any questions about this topic or anything related to lactation support or education, put them in the fat, that, put them in the feed. Excuse me. I'm having one of those days and tag Jody or tag me Born Care Solutions. We'll make sure you get an answer. And if you're wanting to rewatch this segment or catch any of our past Real Talk episodes, along with all of our other content, hop on over to newborncaresolutions.com and click on the education tab or head over to our YouTube channel. Just type Newborn Care Solutions into the YouTube search and it will all come up. Have a great night and thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk with Tanya Sackowitz podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you liked what you heard, please share it on social media or send it directly to someone you think might benefit. It would also be a huge support if you could rate and review the podcast on whatever player you're currently listening on so that other people can find the content easier. You can also connect to us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok, or checking out our website at newborncaresolutions.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Real Talk Podcast with Tanya Sackowitz.